and keep his trim figure by gobbling down butter every chance he gets. Ian forced a smile, then cleared his throat. I'll have butter, he said. He extended his arm, and Aileen slipped her hand into the crook of his elbow. Let's go find a quiet place to talk, shall we? The stone country house was warm and cozy, filled with comfortable furnishings and items she'd collected over a lifetime. They walked to the parlor, and Aileen sat down in the chair closest to the fire. They chatted about the weather until Sally returned with the tea tray. She poured them both a cup and then found a spot for herself on a nearby sofa. Aileen held out a plate of scones. Have one. Sally bakes them for me every day. They are the only indulgence left to me, I'm afraid. As he munched on a scone, Ian opened his portfolio and withdrew a folder holding it out to her as he wiped his other hand on a linen napkin. She hesitated before taking it, knowing that the information inside would open yet another door to her past. There were times when the regrets outweighed the joy. Tell me, she said, who have you found? Kona, Ian said, setting his scone down, and it wasn't a simple task. She opened the folder to find a copy of a faded photograph. Though she wanted to recognize the face, the subject of the photograph was a stranger. He's a handsome lad, she said. I wonder if he resembles my father. Ian sat quietly as she studied the photograph. When she looked up at him, he continued. Conal was hired out as an apprentice to a printer in Cork. Unlike many, this man valued education and Conal attended school until he was 16. In his early 20s, he left Cork and started writing for the Irish Independent in Dublin. And when the war broke out in Europe, he covered it. I've copied some of his articles. He was a writer? My brother was a writer? Yes, ma'am, and quite a good one from what I could see. I used to read that paper, Aileen said. I might have seen his name. She laughed softly. If only we might have met. But then, would we have known each other? After the war, he made his way to the US, where he settled in Chicago and founded an Irish weekly. He married at age 45 and had two children, a daughter, Mary Catherine, who became a nun, and a son, John, who married in 1975. John had three children, Two daughters, Christina and Catherine, and a son, Jack. Aileen picked up another photo, turning it over to find the name written on the back. Jack Quinn. He's a sports writer, Ian explained, and his sisters are both high school teachers. And their father? He followed his own father into the newspaper business, but he died of a heart ailment a few years after his youngest daughter was born. From what I've uncovered, the family has struggled, but they are now living comfortably. Have you contacted them yet? Aileen asked. Not yet. I'm leaving for Chicago at the end of the week. Aileen closed the folder and hugged it to her chest. I'd like to meet them. The whole family. You'll arrange it, won't you? Do all you can to convince them to come. Christina and Catherine are married and have young children. Well then, I'm looking forward to entertaining little ones. I've never had children in this house. It's about time I did, don't you think?
I'll ring you as soon as I've contacted them, Ian said. He moved to get up, but she waved him back into his chair. You don't have to rush off, she said. I enjoy your visits. I enjoy them too. She reached for a photo sitting on the small table next to her chair. Have I shown you this? Logan sent it to me. He and Sonny got married last month. I was invited to the wedding, but I don't travel much anymore. She stared down at the couple in the photo. Logan dressed in a smart suit and Sonny in a simple flowing dress. They looked so happy, starting out their life together. She handed the picture to Ian. They are a lovely couple. It's the only regret I've ever had, you know, that I never married and had children. She sighed softly, then put on a bright expression.